Welcome to the Books and Bites podcast. Each month, we record book recommendations and discuss the bites and beverages to pair with them. This month, we're discussing book recommendations, recipes, and cookbooks related to the theme sports and exercise. This theme was requested by our Books and Bites participants several months ago, and um, we're happy to share some of our, our favorites and some staff recommendations from other people at JCPO. So let's get started with this month's Books and Bites recommendations. The first book that we're going to talk about is called Everybody Yoga. Um, this book was recommended to me by a friend, um, and I have to say that it really makes me want to start going to yoga classes again because it's been quite a while. I really enjoy yoga as both exercise and also a way to relax, um, which are kind of different things, but kind of the same. Um, this book does just what it says. It shows how yoga can be for everyone, no matter their body type or age or fitness level or anything. This was also a book that Carrie picked out. Um, it's rare that we overlap on book preferences. So that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just happened to see it. Um, I think it was face out on our new bookshelves, which is a great place to go when you're looking for something different to read. Um, so the cover is really striking, and that's what caught my eye. It's got an image of the author, Jessamine Stanley, doing... Um, I'm not sure what the name of the pose is, but it's kind of a backbend pose. Yeah, it's definitely very striking and eye-catching, um, and it's it's something that might require some practice, but it also looks like something that you could do if you tried. But then the pose on the back is is a little more difficult. There's a, a headstand pose on the back, um, but it also makes me feel like, oh, I, I can get around, I can learn how to do that if I if I practice enough. Right, and... And I, the other thing that is really striking about the book is it's not the typical yoga teacher on the cover. So Stanley writes about her own body image struggles in the book, um, particularly as, quote, a big black and beautiful African queen trapped in a sea of dainty-lipped, pale-skinned sea nymphs. <laughs> I'm going to need to check this book out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I especially appreciated the, the humor and the frankness mm -hmm. in the book. Um, and she also, it's it's geared, I think, towards new yoga practitioners. Right. But she doesn't really coddle you. She kind of tells you how... Um, it is tough and you... Yeah, it is tough, but it's not something that you should take too seriously. Right, right? exactly. Like you, I um, used to practice yoga quite a lot and don't do it quite as much now. I do try to do it at home. I've kind of struggled to find a class that I like. Yeah, I haven't found a studio or a class that I like here yet since I moved to Lexington a, a little over a year ago. And and that is one nice thing about um, Jessamine Stanley's book. It's kind of geared towards a home practitioner. But anyway, since this is Books and Bites, we should talk about some bites or beverages <laughs> okay. related to yoga. <laughs> and one thing I remember from one of my first yoga classes is that my 
teacher used to say that if you listen to your body, it would tell you what you needed to eat, especially after yoga practice, that you wouldn't want to eat anything heavy or greasy after doing yoga. Have you found that to be true? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) But I am not a very healthy eater most of the time. Well, um, I do have kind of... uh, 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 kind of a funny story, I think, about that, um, because in an effort to listen to my body after yoga, I started eating vegetarian meals after yoga. Okay. Um, so I, my um, now husband, boyfriend at the time, after yoga would make portobello sandwiches, grilled portobello sandwiches with cheese. That sounds nice. Yeah, they well, they yeah. were delicious. Unfortunately, Every time I ate them, I would feel terrible afterwards. I would be on the couch, huddled over on my stomach. And I found out years later, after getting allergy tested, that I was actually allergic to both mushrooms and milk. Oh, my God. So there is a very good example (laughs) of me not listening to my body at all. Because you kept doing it. Like maybe it'll be different this time. Yeah. (laughs) But it wasn't. It wasn't. (laughs) Oh, wow. Listen to your body, people. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I did find another book. Um, It's called Aim True by Catherine Buttig. Um, So if you don't want to risk not being able to listen to your body like me it has some recipes that are good for um just for health in general but also for yoga practitioners it's um by another yoga teacher although there are mushrooms and some (laughs) dairy in it so i'll go for those ones (laughs) now what's that book called it is called aim true Love your body, eat without fear, nourish your spirit, discover true balance. I also found a cookbook that I wanted to recommend today, um, and it's one that is found in the teen section of the library. It's called The Garden Cook, Grow, Cook, and Eat with Kids, and it's by Fiona Inglis. The author teaches kids the benefits of growing and eating fresh seasonal food and shares her knowledge and culinary skills in this book that's really beautifully illustrated and photographed. And it's the perfect first cookbook for future chefs or kids or teens um, interested in gardening and cooking and for families especially who enjoy doing all of those activities together. It's got recipes for everything from smoothies to pizzas, hummus and custards and homemade salad dressing. The photographs are my favorite part. They're gorgeous, but really simple, like just like the recipes are. Um, it can be kind of intimidating if I pick up a cookbook and the photography of the recipes is, is so intricate and like the layout of the food on the plate mm-hmm. is so detailed. Like I'm not going to be able to make it look like that. <laughs> right. So this one's not like that. So it's, it's just very visually appealing. Um, I also love desserts, as you probably know already. I talk about it all the time. Um, So I'm especially excited to try one of the recipes in the Garden Cook, and it is for pear and blackberry strudel. I love the idea of going out to a farm to pick the pears and the blackberries and then coming home and making the strudel entirely from scratch. Like, I am planning on doing that this summer. (laughs) So uh, if you're looking for a great cookbook with 
recipes that you can use your own fruits or vegetables in, try The Garden Cook by Fiona Inglis, which you can again find in the teen library. That sounds like a great recommendation. I love strudels and crumbles and things like that. Yeah, there's a lot of those. So the next book I wanted to talk about is The Boys in the Boat, Nine Americans and Their Epic Quest for Gold at the 1936 Berlin Olympics by Daniel James Brown. I probably never would have read The Boys in the Boat if someone hadn't recommended it to me. Although it was on the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list for many weeks, the subject of the book, the 1936 men's Olympic rowing team, didn't sound particularly interesting to me, especially as someone who knows absolutely nothing about crew. Yeah, I I know that this book is really popular and it's been widely read, but I have zero interest in it for that same reason. (laughs) That's what I thought. Maybe that'll change. (laughs) And I should also mention, since you bring that up, that um, there is both an adult version and a version for young readers as well. Right. I did discover that yesterday. Um, the paperback of uh, Unbroken, the young adult edition, has come mm-hmm. has been out, and there's also a, a young adult edition of this one. So mm-hmm. maybe I'd like that one better. <laughs> right. So I'm talking about the um, the adult version, um, and but I just think that. One of the things that makes it so appealing is that it has all of the elements that make a good sports story. Um, Plenty of human interest, an underdog team, suspenseful races, plus just the right amount of history and background to make you feel like you're there. Um, You mentioned Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand, and this book reminded me a lot of that book and also Seabiscuit, also by the same author. Okay. And I would recommend it um, to anyone who liked either of those books. The Boys in the Boat centers around Joe Rance, a poor aspiring engineer who took up college rowing at Washington State because it guaranteed him a part-time job on campus. Joe's life up until then was incredibly hard, with a difficult family life on top of the poverty that affected so many in the 1930s. He supported himself since the age of 15, when his father and stepmother abandoned him. And he was incredibly resilient, a quality that made him particularly well-suited to rowing. The book also tells the story of Joe's crewmates and coaches as they compete against the better-funded and more established Eastern crews for the chance to go to the Berlin Olympics. Their story is told against the backdrop of the Great Depression and Hitler's rule, creating a vivid portrait of the time. Given Joe's poverty and intense physical exertion, hunger and finding food are central concerns throughout the book. As a child, Joe keeps a garden for his family, and later he learns to forage for mushrooms and fish for salmon. In college, he's so poor and hungry that he eats his teammates' leftovers. When the crew begins to train for their Olympic season, their coach admonishes them to eat vegetables and wholesome foods. So based on that, I wanted to pair this book with something really hearty but good for you at the same time. I recently discovered Anna Jones's kale, tomato, and lemon spaghetti from her book, A Modern Way to Cook, and I've made it pretty, pretty regularly ever since. I think this recipe is genius. It's delicious, quick, and easy, and it's a different take on the usual spaghetti with tomato sauce. 
all of the ingredients cooked together in one pan and you can easily have it ready in 15 to 20 minutes. A modern way to cook is available at the library and we'll provide the link to the recipe on our blog. poetry and I discussed The Crossover by Kwame Alexander and uh, today I'm going to be talking about another book by Kwame Alexander um, because those are the sports books that I've enjoyed the most and this one is Booked. It's about soccer. It's a follow-up to his Newberry winning The Crossover and it's about soccer, family, love, and friendship. They take center stage as 12-year-old Nick learns the power of words as he wrestles with problems at home, stands up to a bully, and tries to impress the girl of his dreams. <laughs> Helping him along are his best friend and sometimes teammate, Kobe, who plays a really big part throughout the whole book, and the Mac, who is a rapping librarian who gives Nick inspiring books to read throughout the story. A rapping librarian. He is a rapping librarian. He is that really cheesy teacher librarian <laughs> that you go and talk to because he's cool and he'll give you candy and like not make you go back to class. But he's also just pushing books at these kids constantly. Mm -hmm. He's That's hilarious. Awesome. So I did want to mention the friendship between Kobe and Nick is so realistic and authentic. And the way they talk to each other reminds me of the teens that I work with at the library. It's, it's very well written. Mm -hmm. I like to think that I am a little cooler than, than the Mac. Um, he, he's a very cheesy guy, but he is really awesome since he breaks into bookish rap songs all the time, spur of the moment, and there's no way I could come up with that or do that. <laughs> not going to add it to your duties at, in the teen library? Definitely not. I will not. There will not be any rapping from me going on at the teen library. Um, so like uh, Alexander's other book, uh, this one is written in what I have to call really stylish verse. The writing is captivating, fun, it's really interesting, and it just makes the pages fly by. So whether you just really like soccer or you like poetry, you want to give it a shot, or you have teens or kids that don't like reading, this is a good one to give them that they could probably get into. Yeah, the whole book is just really entertaining, whether you like soccer or know someone who's a big soccer fan or not. Um, while reading it, I did have to look up a lot of soccer players and teams that the boys talk about. They're really into these famous soccer players and teams, and I had knew nothing about them, um, but I wanted to know what they were so excited about. So if you do have a young soccer player, they'll find a lot to relate to. And like I said before, it's one of the few sports books that I really genuinely enjoyed, and I think our listeners will too. Great. I um, did start to read um, The Crossover, um, and really enjoyed it, too. I just got involved in another book and had to sort of put it aside. But I really liked the poetry in that one as well. I'm glad. I also wanted to mention a book of poetry that is about a sports figure. It's called The Big Smoke by Adrian Matejka. And um, it's a biography and poems about Jack Johnson, the first African-American heavyweight world champion. And it's further evidence that poetry really can be about anything. Right, definitely. This is a biography about a, a boxer. Yes. <laughs> In poetry. And um, one of the things that I really liked about it is it's very um, 
it's a very nuanced portrait of Jack Johnson, and, and it portrays both the heroic and the anti-heroic aspects of him. Um, so great for sports fans, great for poetry fans as well. Great. That sounds like a good one. So the final book I wanted to talk about today is also by Kwame Alexander. It's a nonfiction book for young readers. It's called The Playbook, 52 Rules to Aim, Shoot, and Score in this Game Called Life, and it was published earlier this year in 2017. It's illustrated with photographs by Ty Neve. The playbook is intended to provide inspiration on the court of life. It's organized into 52 rules to help guide you through your life. Each rule contains wisdom from inspiring athletes and role models, such as Nelson Mandela, Serena Williams, LeBron James, Carly Lloyd, Steph Curry, and Michelle Obama. And for example, rule number 34 says, The road to winning the big championships is filled with bumps and dips. Keep your eyes open. Maintain balance. Do whatever it takes to protect your position to accomplish your life's goals. And then that same rule is uh, features a quote from Carly Lloyd, two-time Olympic gold medalist and FIFA Women's World Cup champion. She says, the harder you work and more prepared you are for something, you're going to be able to persevere through anything. So uh, Alexander also provides his own poetic and uplifting words as he shares stories of overcoming obstacles and winning games in this motivational and inspirational book just right for graduates of any age or anyone needing a little encouragement. It's the kind of book you could read all the way through or just pick it up and browse it if you were needing a little pick-me-up or introspection. I'd say that it would make a perfect gift for a recent middle or high school graduate or really any young person who enjoys sports in one way or another. Last, we have some staff recommendations. Matt Cannell and Les Lehman both liked Born to Run, A Hidden Tribe, Super Athletes, and The Greatest Race the World Has Never Seen by Christopher McDougall. This book follows a journalist's effort to convince members of a Native American tribe legendary for long-distance running ability to participate against experienced athletes in an ultra-marathon. Les often recommends the book to her running groups because the author goes to extraordinary lengths to prove something that many, many people would argue is simply not true, that humans as a species are born not only to run, but run distance. Les also suggests What Makes Olga Run by Bruce Grierson. She says it's another book about pushing physical boundaries. Olga is a 90-something-year-old track athlete who did not start taking an interest in track until she was well past 50. Finally, Matt recommends The Last Great Game, Duke versus Kentucky, and the 2.1 Seconds That Changed Basketball by Jean Wojciechowski. According to Matt, the ending is sadder than Old Yeller for Kentucky fans. <laughs> oh, wow. But it's still a great read for both Kentucky fans and Duke fans and for anyone who loves college basketball. Great. I'm happy we got some staff recommendations this month. Yeah. um, And for more recommendations, come to our Books and Bites discussion group. 
Yeah, so Books and Bites meets the last Wednesday of every month um, in the Davis Conference Room. You can find out more online, or if you go to our events calendar, check our theme for the next month and maybe bring some of your own recommendations. Thank you for listening to the Books and Bites podcast. We record in the Jessamine County Public Library's recording studio. You can find out more on our website at www.jesspublib.org. Our theme song is The Breakers by Scott Whitting from his forthcoming album In Close Quarters with the Enemy. Find out more about Scott and his music at palisades.bandcamp.com. Thank you.